Yo, guys, what's up? It's Aiden Tucker Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 10th of April, 2018. And fucking what a week, man. Holy shit. Oh, I feel a little bit uh, shook right now, I think, because I just had a cigarette. I'm drinking my tea. And, uh, <clears throat> man, all right, where can I fucking start? I'm... First of all, I think for the next two weeks, I'm going to be, I mean, already in the last two days, I've been so fucking just crazy busy. Oh, look, I found a little water bottle under my bed. Isn't that nice? I don't remember where I got that. Um, (laughs) I think that's from when I was drunk sometime. It's like a tiny little 350ml, the brand is Aqualinea. This looks like one of the things that they give out at like comedy festival events that they're sitting on a table and it's like, look, it's small, so it's classy. Um, ugh. You know when you have water? When, isn't it weird that, like, even though that's water and it's in a container, I still am like, ugh, it's old, it's probably bad now, you know? Like, the plastic has seeped into the water. Is that even a thing? People talk about that. I don't fucking know, man. How's I, like, use... I use a glass bottle, like, I use a wine bottle to have my water in next to my bed for when I'm hungover or just in the middle of the night or whatever. Um, it actually, no, what am I talking about? Is that better? It's so much better to have that water in a glass bottle rather than have that plastic shit all through it. Um, it's like that, uh, what is it? The Great Pacific, uh, trash pile. It's not, it's not the trash pile. Garbage cloud, uh, swamp pile. That fucking thing that everyone thinks is like a pile of floating garbage in the Pacific, but it's not. It's just like a higher density of plastic molecules. Whatever fucking name they call it, it really is very misleading. It sounds like there's a giant island of plastic floating around in the sea somewhere. <laughs> if that was the cat, that would be fucking great. I want to live in that world, man, where like the tides push all the plastic together, and then there's like just a fucking thing of plastic floating around, and homeless people are trying, <laughs> homeless people are trying to canoe out there to start their lives new on this pile of garbage, <laughs> fighting each other survivor style to get the highest point <laughs> underneath the underneath the mountain of old umbrellas. <laughs> That's to keep dry from the wet and fucking out of the sun and shit. <laughs> they vote one of them as their king, and then they all, every, like, for a couple hours every day, they all blow in the same direction to try and, like, push the thing into better waters for fishing. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, it's been a real wild week. It's, um... So I, uh, <clears throat> I've i started this nice thing, New Enterprise Incentive Scheme, that I was talking about last week. It's this micro-business management course through Centrelink, so I can do a course five days a week from 9 to 3.30, and you learn to like manage your own like micro-business, right? like a small business. Um, and so it's like, and, and while you do that, you keep getting your Centrelink new start allowance, and then afterwards, your business starts, and you get to... Like you run your business and all the profits of that you keep and then also you get an allowance every fortnight on top of that to kind of sustain yourself while your business is getting off the ground. So I started that this week and I thought that I was going to be cool because like I was just doing my show for the first half of the comedy festival and it would have finished on Saturday and then I would have had not that much to do. So I was just going to do, it was going to be perfect timing, but on like Thursday I uh, got a message from uh, Tom, one of my producers from Crowded Comedy, saying, like, hey, dude, you've been killing it, selling out those shows, so um, 
do you want to extend your run for another 12 shows at 9.30 instead of 8.15 for the rest of the festival? And, like, me and Blake were sitting at the front of the house, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I read the message and kind of froze because I, I think secretly I wanted to extend my run. I was hoping that I could, like, just add a few shows, sell the run out and add a few more shows. That would be really cool. But to have a whole another two weeks, like 12 shows, that's more than the original 10 that I was doing. To have that, when I read the message, I froze and I just like, oh, it was speechless and handed the phone to Blake. He read it and he was just like, fuck, man. Um, and it was so scary a prospect to have to sell like another 12 shows, 30 seats. That's 360 extra tickets to sell. Plus all of my friends and everyone who was going to come that knows me personally pretty much has come by this point. So um, I was like, where am I going to find those extra tickets from, you know? And I was so scared that even just the like at first I was like maybe I just take the first week and see how that goes. But then on on Saturday I was like, nah, man, I'm being a pussy. Just take the whole run, do it, whatever. If I get the momentum, I get the momentum. Just you know, you get an opportunity like that and you fucking take it. So those tickets went on sale on Saturday for the new show. And the first show of that was Monday last night, and. Um, I was feeling good about it, you know, they hadn't really started selling, but like, whatever, I, I put a bunch of money on a Facebook ad, and I'm promoting it, and I got my review from Steve Bennett as well, oh my god, Steve Bennett, um, one of the best, really the only, like, known comedy reviewer in the business, um, who started Chortle, the, the comedy industry website, came to my show, and uh, and reviewed it. Three stars, which I was like pretty happy with. I, I would have, I was saying to people, if it's less than three, I'm gonna be bummed. And it was three, but the review reads fucking amazingly. He said I'm a natural writer, all this kind of stuff. This isn't gonna be very funny for the next few minutes, by the way. This is just me. If, if any bookers are listening, this is great for you guys. Anyone else, this is absolute garbage. Well, I've been doing these things and I'm going pretty good. I've had a pretty good week. Actually, my friend Eve. Eve Ellenbogen, a great Melbourne comic, was like, I mean, this is the level of, like, insecurity that comics feel when they don't have a show in the festival, because she doesn't have a show this year, and uh, she, like, hit me up to call, and I'm genuinely, like, busy trying to promote this fucking new run of shows, and she calls me, and I'm like, sorry, dude, I don't have time to talk, and she's like, oh, really, Aiden Taco, oh, my God, am I speaking with Taco, oh, my God, you're the Steve Bennett guy. <laughs> she's so fucking feels out of the loop because she doesn't have a show so she's just like I'm gonna attack you my friend because you don't have enough time to fucking talk to me I I completely understand that it's fucking um but she was also real lovely when the review came out she she shared it and like me and Eve have this dynamic where it's like we're always very hesitant to compliment the other because I think we both have real fucking big egos so uh I wonder if that exists in other lines of work, where it's like you're friends with someone, but you're also kind of in constant competition with them because you know you're very similar in the way that you do the thing that you're, you know, in your career that you're, like, trying to do. I don't know. I think me and Eve just both have fucking wild, out-of-control egos. Um, so <laughs> when I got that review, she was, A, very proud for me. Like, I, I can tell that. But also, B like, very hesitant to give me any praise because she knows I'm just going to swell up like a fucking... Penis is the first reference that comes to mind, but let's be a little bit better. Like a tomato. 
<laughs> Swell up like a, you know, like a really confident tomato. Um, about to be hurled at the stage in a Shakespeare play. And, yeah, she was like, she posted some, it was almost nicer for me, like it felt better, the fact that she was like on Facebook going, I'm, I never am going to do this, so please no one tell him that I'm complimenting him, but my friend Aiden Jones just got an amazing review on Chortle, I'm so proud of him, blah, 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 blah. Um, but anyway, so I'm trying to promote these shows um, to 9.30 now, same venue, and uh, last, so on like Sunday, I get a message from uh, some someone from the festival going like, you've got to get, can I get one ticket reserved for a guest from the festival for your Monday night show? And I fired back quick, like yeah, number one, of course, thank you, but number, number two, I literally have zero ticket sales for that night, and it's at a later time slot, and I'm freaking out, so we like put a few complimentary tickets on, and I fly like crazy and all this stuff. But it just, oh my god, the show last night was fucking garbage. Oh, coming from, that's comedy, man. First she giveth, and then she taketh away. <laughs> like, I fucking do, um, I do that day at Nice, and it's the first day, and like, I'm bored out of my fucking mind in this thing. Like, uh, hopefully it's just the first two days and it's like an orientation thing because it was like you walk into the classroom at 9am and there's everyone sitting around and then some dude called fucking Tony, which I'm starting to think is the name of every employment counsellor that I've ever worked with. How's... <laughs> A few years ago, I did one of those... Um, like when you go on Centrelink for six months, they put you into, you need to do like a, a an approved activity is what they call it. So you do some workshop that's designed to help you like get employment quicker and funnel you into some kind of new job to get. And uh, I had to do this thing that was about like job finding skills. So they teach you like for a week in a classroom, they teach you like resume writing and how, like <laughs> like the clothes to wear in a job interview. And it was just all these fucking idiots who have probably never fucking had a job in their lives by the looks of it going in with their notepads going like, oh, okay, so I so I don't wear my Rip Curl t-shirt. All right. And uh, I'm like 22, feeling cocky in this thing. And I already had two jobs, but I wasn't telling the government about them, um, <laughs> which I shouldn't say on a podcast. That's not true. I'm joking. This is a joke. It's a comedy podcast. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't audit me. <laughs> Jokes on you. You'll never find the fucking money. Um, so I go in there with my notebook, and I just spent like already the first. I think the first day was maybe like Melbourne Cup Day or something. So it was a public holiday. So the first day of the week we didn't do it, and then the Tuesday. I wasn't there for some reason, so I just did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and still by Friday, I was like, oh, God, I hate this thing so much, and this guy, Tony, again, was like the convener of the course, and he was very lovely, like, they're always personable dudes, and they're smiley, and they're, like, they're all trying to be your dad, you know, they're trying to be some fatherly figure that's like, oh, I, I see the light that shines within you, you poor lost cherub of a soul. I'm going to lead you back to the flock and get you a job in fucking sales, you know, <laughs> working in a phone room. You can do it, Terry. And, um, 
So I'm fucking there listening to this garbage about how to write a resume for three days was all I had to sit there for. But even still, by the end of it, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. And uh, two things happened on the last day, on the Friday, because, like, dude can obviously tell that I've not really been paying much attention. I I was probably trying to hit on the girl next to me for the three days that I was there. (laughs) That's 100% what I would have been doing. I don't have any memory of that, but I guarantee that's what I would have (laughs) fucking... Then, like, are there any girls I can talk to in this class to make the time go faster? <laughs> and then just tried to make jokes at them for the next three days. God, that poor girl. Um, so, he comes up to me on the last day, this Tony-ass motherfucker, and is like, kneels down next to me, next to my chair, to get down on my level, you know? Because he's, he's like, that's like a sales technique, but this guy's trying to sell me my future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, let me fucking break let me break it down for you, huh? Let me get down on your level. What do you like? Hey, do you like comic books? You like a few comic books? I don't mind a bit of Batman myself. <laughs> Gets down on my level and I'm sitting there looking ugh, like probably thinks I'm a fucking stoner as well. I guess the way that I present, and back then I would have been just wearing long, big t- too big for me t-shirts and polos and baggy jeans and shit, looking like an idiot. And uh, this guy gets down next to me and he goes like, Hey, mate, you know, I've noticed you, uh, you know, I I guess you think you don't really have anything to learn in this course. But, um, you know, I I happen to think that you're a a really intelligent young gentleman. And I really think that if you applied yourself, you could really make something of yourself in this world. Like, what is that guy thinking in that moment? Is he like... Is this some goodwill hunting type thing for this dude where he's going to sit down and like be the finally be the person to break through to me where I'm going to be like, Papa, Papa, you never took me to the fair. (laughs) Start crying, hug him. He puts his hat on my head and he goes, it's going to be okay now. Nothing like that happened. I was just like, all right, man, cool. And um, I don't know. I mean, I guess he was actually being nice and... It's nice to have someone say that to me, but in my in my head at that point, all I was thinking was like, yeah, I know, dude, I am fucking smart. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> what an arrogant cunt. I'm smarter than you, Tony. <laughs> With your whiteboard. Um, and uh, I just, I really resented that so much. If anything, that just confirmed that, like, this course is fucking stupid this guy doesn't get me. All I wanted to say to him was like, yeah, I know, dude. I know I can fucking get a job if I want. I've already got two, idiot. I just don't want to tell you guys about him because I want to rot you for more money. P.S. I'm also a comedian. I'm not interested in going for a fucking job at a call center, you fuckhead. I want to be a comedian and that doesn't pay the bills right now, which is why I need to go on Centrelink because this government doesn't support young artists which, who, by the way, it, that's exactly what they should do because I was a young artist who also sucked and couldn't do comedy at that point. Anyway, I'm digressing. Um, that was the first thing that made me be like, ugh, fuck this guy. But then at the end of the day, that was like maybe an hour before the day finished, and then at the end of the day, uh, he's uh, standing there and he's like, well, everyone, we've been on, on quite the journey today, haven't we? And... Uh, 
you know, there's always one person in the class, some, like, middle-aged lady who just loves this guy. It's the same person in the current class that we're in. This is what's wrong with sending adults back to school, is everyone reverts to their former, like, school. I was excited for this niece course, just for the point of, like, oh, fuck yeah, I get to be the class clown again. I get to say some smart-ass shit to a guy who, <laughs> who I should be respecting. I'm so excited. Um... And, like, try and get everyone to like me, but in a way that also says, I don't care, I'm better than you, you know? And there's also another trope of a person in that class is the middle-aged woman who's there laughing at everything that convener says and, uh, you know, brings in <laughs> brings in a, a plate of sweets on the second day to share throughout the class. And it's like, we're not grading you, mate. That guy is. Why don't you give him all the sweets? That's what you would do if you're a fucking smart businessman. Maybe this kind of move is the reason why your small business hasn't got off the ground yet because you don't know where your fucking bread's buttered. All right? <laughs> so Tony... Ugh, what am I talking about? Tony, years ago, he's up in front of the class and he's like, well, guys, we've been on quite the journey today, haven't we? And uh, I'd just like to say at this point, thank you very much, everyone, for participating. I've really enjoyed working with you and growing together as a group. I'm, I'm pleased to say that you've all done exceptionally well in this course of remedial writing and basic numeracy skills. Uh, and I'm confident that you will all now possess the skills needed to go out into the world, uh, purchase a button-up shirt and attend 15 to 20 job interviews and get yourself a menial job on just above minimum wage. Congratulations. Uh, there also, I will say, are a few members of this class who, uh, unfortunately, due to circumstances, unout of, un unout, unout, <laughs> unoutside theretofore of my control, hitherto <laughs> missed one day of the course, and so now we'll have to, uh, of course, uh, come back on the first day of the next week's course. Uh, your names, uh, uh, <laughs> Anthony Fuckhead, <laughs> Fuckhead McAnthony, and Aiden Jones. <laughs> so me, Anthony Fuckhead, and Fuckhead McAnthony. <laughs> <laughs> had to go back on the first day of the next week and I had my heart sank because I was so done and I was ready to walk out of that course and steal money off the government for the next three months before I had to get funneled into some similar program. And, um, and then I had to go back on the Monday. So I go in on the Monday, just like fucking swallow my pride. Let's get this one more day over with. And I walk in. And there's some lady, I can't believe I'm about to tell this story. There's some lady at the front of the class, um, and I'm like, oh, you're not Tony? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here, uh, I've got to speak with Tony. And she goes, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Tony is in hospital right now. He had a heart attack on the weekend. <laughs> so he can't be here, so I'm taking the course today. I don't know why you're here, but you're free to go. <laughs> so I didn't have to do the extra day because the, the loveliest idiot in the world, that convener Tony, had a fucking heart attack. I actually am tempted to say to this new guy, the niece guy, I wonder if he'd have a sense of humor about it. Be like, look, man, and like tell him that story and be like, was that actually you? It very well may have been. 
I want to say thank you to him for having that heart attack. I mean, I hope that it is him because that means that he battled through the shit and came back and is now doing better than ever. The dude's 67. And like, look, he's got a good fucking speaking voice. He holds the crowd. He, um... He clearly cares about the course. It's a very cool person to have mentoring you in the thing or whatever because it's someone who actually cares about whether you can run this business. I think now I'm like, you know, I actually want to do this course and, and run my small business, whereas back then I was just being coerced into doing this fucking thing that I didn't want to do. So I don't dislike the guy now. I really hope... I'm going to ask him. Fuck it. I'm going to ask him and check if it's the same guy. Um... Anyway, so yesterday after I do the I do the first day of Nice and it's just it's just like admin shit and uh, by the end of the day, man, I'm like so bored of like I mean everyone takes information indifferently, so I'm like not really listening and I'm looking at some of the stuff online and just reading the things that is explaining so I can take it in that way. Um, but there are other people in the class who like you know, they're not going to learn like that. They need to have it explained to them or whatever. And so people are asking him questions and uh, having things clarified. And actually a few times I needed to get him to repeat something like five times at one point because I wanted the exact wording of this. This uh, I don't even know. I didn't really understand what he said still. <laughs> um, but uh, towards the end of the day at 3.30, everyone's like, you know, He's like, all right, any questions, concerns, comments, anything from anyone, open the floor. And I'm just looking at the at the fucking time, man, because I know I've got this person from the festival coming to see my show that night, and I'm looking at my sales, and it says zero. And uh, people are just sitting there asking questions. And I'm like, I've got to go get my new flyers that I got printed, ride home, get them, come back to the town hall, and fucking start flyering. And uh, people are just like, you know, someone's going like, so with the with the uh, with the the payments during the course, will the payments be made throughout the course? And he's like, yeah. Uh, so obviously, with the course, uh, if you're already on New Start allowance, the payments will continue to be made throughout the extension of the course. And then someone else is like, okay, yeah, but with the course. Do we get paid when we're on it? Is that what? And he's like, yes, sir. So with the pay, actually, good question. Uh, the course will be uh, running for the uh, duration of uh, the course, uh, there to four, and you will receive payments uh, until such time as the termination of the course eventuates. You know, they always over-fucking-explain over everything. And I'm just standing there with my bag on and my hands, like, on my chair, and I'm just like, I'm really sorry, I need to go, bye, thank you very much, bye, bye-bye, goodbye. And I just bail out of that fucking room and go to do my shit. And I'm stressed and I start flyering. Um, oh, that was pretty funny, actually. Before I um, before I speak on the absolute dross that was my fucking show last night, I get to Town Hall and uh, I don't know if he'll be that happy with me talking about this, but fuck him. There's this girl at Town Hall that, like, there's two girls from the festival there, and they're very lovely. I fly her, I talk to him for a bit, I come home, Blake's at home, and I was like, oh, I'm going to Trades Hall, which is where Blake's show is. I'm going there tonight, and I'm going to uh, be at the free drinks thing, and Blake just blurts out, if there's a blonde girl with glasses there who's the bartender, don't fucking flirt with her, I have, I have a big crush on her. And <laughs> And I'm like... Oh, what was that dude? I think I actually met her down at Town Hall. And he was like, fuck you, man. No, like, she's cool. I like her. Like, please don't flirt with her. Um, and I was like, actually, is she English? 
And he's like, yeah. Um, and I was like, I think I literally did just meet her 10 minutes ago at Town Hall. And uh, I went back to Town Hall and I asked the girl who I was thinking of, uh, like, because Blake said, oh, she's really lovely. And he, um, she gave me a, a, a toasty for free the other day at Trades Hall. Um, and I went back to Town Hall and I was like, hey, did you give, uh, do you know Blake Freeman is in Comedy Zone? Did you give that guy a toasty the other day? And she was like, oh, yeah, he was very sweet. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's like my best friend. He's my housemate. He fucking, he's so funny. He's really good. You should go see his show. I gave him a little big ups. That story wasn't very funny. That's just me trying to seem like a good guy, which I guess I am trying to be at the best of times. Um, it's like the time when uh, <laughs> I matched with a girl on Tinder who told me that she was in an open relationship with a comedian from Sydney, and then I met that comedian from Sydney, and he was all cut up because his girl back in Melbourne was about to go on a date because they're in an open relationship, and we connected and talked about it that night. And I was like, oh, God, it's, it's, this, it's that girl. And I went into the toilets and I unmatched her. What a good person to not try and have sex with a with the girl that a new friend of yours is in love with. <laughs> That's really the base level of respect that you should show someone, isn't it? And I'm trying to, like, pat myself on the back for that. Like I'm, like I'm a fucking saint. God damn it. Why am I so obsessed with fucking... Sorry, I just had to plug my laptop in there. All right, so last night I do the show and I had, this is my audience, two people who got free tickets from promo ticks, one guy who paid concession price that I flyered that day, uh, another single guy from promo ticks, another comedian whose name I forgot, and then, uh, so what's that, one, two, three, four, five, uh, my friend Joey Green, great comedian, um, the lady from Festival, and then two other comics, Drew and uh, and Sam Gabrisolasi, rocked up like 20, 25 minutes into the show. So it was dead quiet, and I start the show going like, all right, guys, I know. I'm like trying to stay upbeat, pretend that I'm not fucking hating every moment of this tiny-ass crowd, and knowing that there's a fucking judge in there from Festival. Fuck. And I'm like... Alright guys, I know it's a small crowd, but like, you know, it's gonna be sweet, and like, I know it's weird, um, you walk into a room and you see a small crowd like this and you immediately think that you've made a mistake, I just wanna reassure you right now, you've not made a mistake, this is great, we're gonna have a great time, <laughs> just fucking grinning through my teeth, like, oh, I wanna get this fucking over and done with, um, and look, I performed the fuck out of that show, 20 minutes in, I'm sweating on stage, and I said, like, isn't it interesting that I'm sweating more in front of seven people than I do in front of 40? And the lady from the festival, like, laughed. That was the one good laugh that I got out of her. I I realized about 20 minutes into that show, because I did, I'm, I was, I guess I am still holding out slim hope for, like, a nomination for best newcomer at the festival, right? I know I'm, like, vaguely in contention, but I'm, uh, after that, I'm probably out the running. But uh, I remember thinking at about 20 minutes into the show, like that's about the amount of time that it takes to accept, it takes me to, to accept that this is how the show's going to go and to really settle in and start getting like very comfortable on stage, you know, to stop, to, to shift gears from like opening to like now we're in the, in the, in the fucking meat and potatoes of this shit. And uh, I accepted around 20 minutes. I, I stopped thinking about the best newcomers slipping out of my fingers and I just started thinking about being vulnerable in front of these people and doing my show to them and 
just telling them a story, you know? Um, and there were probably about 20, 30 good minutes in there, but towards the end it started to wane off again, and uh, oh, I really wasn't into the... Like, just at the end, I kind of came off stage and the claps were like... These, these were the claps. These were the claps. <laughs> that was the end of my show last night. The only time I've ever done this, I put music back on on my phone, ran back to the room and put the music on the thing so that it wasn't silent when people walked out. It was just a dead fucking vibe, man. <sighs> it feels good to say that, to admit that to... I've admitted it to friends, but it feel, whenever you fucking say that kind of stuff, like, oh, my show last night sucked... People always try and correct you and go like, nah, no, no, I but like, you still tried, and people just like, like, you know, they try and inject another dose of confidence into your fucking veins, and it's just like, no, man, it sucked, let me tell you that it sucked, because it did, it's fine, I don't, I don't suck, but the show sucked, you know? Um, I don't know, I guess it's a mix of people having different standards of your stuff than you do. And then yourself being disappointed, knowing that you're you've done better than that, you know. Remembering the audiences who have come up to me, like on Friday night, man, I did a show, and everyone was just like, "Dude, that was so fucking sick." My mate gave me a bump of cocaine, like convinced me, like twisted my arm and being like, "Dude, you are doing a bump of coke now because that show was fucking sick." Take this to the toilets right now and do it. And I was like, "I want to go to bed," and he was like, "Nah, dude, fuck you. Do the do the fucking drugs." And to go from that, and then Saturday night's show, to fucking Monday, seven people. Oh, God. The good comedy lords giveth, and the good comedy lords taketh away. You know? Whatever, man. Where are we at? 29.50. Oh! Ruh, ruh, ruh. This podcast is sponsored by the Comedy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> How could I twist that into a negative? Um, I can't. The comedy festival's been great, dude. I really don't... I don't know. Maybe it's because I've had such a good time that I'm not bitter towards the people who run the festival. But at this point, from where I'm at right now, I really don't understand people bitching and moaning about the, like, oh, man, they're just fucking out to push the big acts. They're not on for the little guys. And meh, 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 meh. It's like... No, dude, the comedy festival, the people who work there and that are on the ground at the grassroots level want acts like me at my level to succeed so bad. They really want to push the new stuff coming through because they know that the guys up the top are going to make their money regardless, dudes on TV. They're fine, and they've got their management and stuff. It's like the comedy festival isn't really about that. It's about pushing through the new talent. People who are fans of comedy want comedy to do well, and I'm so fucking sick of comics who are just bitter, like me, who are... (laughs) People like me who think that they're ready and they're not fucking ready, going, oh, why don't they fucking push me? And it's just... Like, there was a fucking... Oh, I won't name names, man, but there was a comic the other day who posted his status, and he's not even a bad comic, but he posted a thing that was just like, whose dick do you have to suck to get a review? And it's like, no one's, you just have to ask for, for a review. Just, uh, just send out the emails. And maybe they don't reply to you, but maybe they don't. I've, I've sent out the emails and had people go, no, man, like, I'm too full, but it's good to have you on my radar. Like, 
You just gotta hang out. It's not gonna happen fucking overnight. Like, people think that it's gonna be, uh, I've got a show in the comedy festival, why is no one paying attention to me? Because there's 600 fucking shows, man. Like, they're, they're just, they're paying attention to other people. They're literally one, why isn't Steve Bennett one person review my show? Because there's 600 shows, and the record, the record for most shows seen in one comedy festival ever is held by someone who did the funny ton and they saw 170 shows and that's an average of almost 10 shows a day which is insanity. You don't want someone who's seen 10 shows a day to review your show. That person is a fucking lizard by the end of the festival. They are they have developed scales that ward off the attempts at making them laugh because they're fucking so dead to the outside world and comedy. You don't want that person in your show. That person <laughs> hates that they're seeing more shows. Steve Bennett, realistically, if he sees three shows a night, which is still a lot, and is writing reviews for all those shows, what's the festival? Four weeks, 28 days, three into 28 is fucking... What's that? 60 fucking 84 shows. That's it. That's the maximum number that he has to review. I'm super grateful that he got to review my show. I'm sorry that that rant wasn't very funny, but fuck, I'm sick of people bitching and moaning about not getting the shine that they deserve at Comedy Festival. Just work harder, man. Although I guess I would fucking say that because I've had a great festival. Watch me be bitter as fuck. Not even next year, just in like a month. <laughs> That's what we got to ward off against, guys. Ward off against the bitterness and fucking try and stay positive, I guess. Ugh, what am I? Just try and stay positive. Do more yoga. Go for a run. Eat some kale. Fuck, I hate myself. I want to end it there before I get any more gross. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're in Melbourne and you haven't seen my show yet, please come. It's 9.30 every day except Sunday until the 21st of April. If you have seen it and you haven't told people, tell people. As always, hit up my facebook.com slash ajtaco, Twitter at aj underscore taco, Aiden Taco Jones on Instagram. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Have a good one. Peace.